Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Uh, what's one thing you would do differently if you could start over in coaching? You know what? I would, uh, and people always kind of look at me when I say this, I, I would... I would understand a lot sooner the power in your guys seeing you being vulnerable. I, I think so often we as coaches try to show we're, we're tough and we're hard and we're, we're all this and that. And uh, when your kids see that you're a real person and you're going through real things uh, in your life away from the court and things like that, I think that just strengthens your your bond and strengthens your relationship. And, uh, you know, I, I, I always saw back when I started, I think like a lot of coaches that that is a scary proposition to, uh, allow players to see vulnerability in you. Uh, cause we, we think that they'll see it as weakness when in fact it's, it's, uh, seen as a strength. I'm trying to think of a question, but that, I just feel like that's really powerful. There was there's an instance where this has been a few years ago now. Uh, my dad was sick, and uh, we we knew he wasn't going to get better, yeah. and uh, it was weighing on me a lot. And so I I brought the guys up and said, "Hey, you know, I'm going through this right here, and I can handle this one of two ways, guys. I can." put on a strong front here and not let you know that anything's going on and we'll have a good season. Everything's going to you know, be great. Uh, or I can kind of share what's going on throughout this process so that hopefully you learn from it because at some point you'll be in the same situation I am many years from now where your parents will be in this situation. And maybe you'll think back to when coach G talked about this and shared this with us and, and you'll know that you'll, you'll get through it and you'll, you'll survive and you'll be okay. Um, and so maybe you guys can learn a little bit ahead of time on, on how to handle some of this stuff. And so as the guys, you want me to keep it private? Or do you want me to share it with you? And, and that all of them coach share what you need to share. Yeah. And so there was a few times that year where I'm all right, guys, I just got some news about my dad and I, I would tell them and they'd see me get a little teary eyed and stuff like that. And, uh, in my younger years, I would never let me let him see me like that because I would have thought that was being weak. Um, but in reality, it, it just it's it strengthened our bond uh, more than any win or anything like that could have possibly done. That's a great example of you showing them or mirroring to them how to handle adversity, not if it comes, but when it comes. And so, man, I really appreciate that. What? If you can remember back, and maybe it wasn't obviously a day, but maybe a time in your life, when did you make that change? Uh, why did you make that change from what a lot of us would think? Don't let them see anything. I want them to see me as always here at this level. What? When did you make the change? Uh, uh, ironically enough, it was uh, I went to a Capturing Kids Hearts training that what I'm going to be doing. I went to a training for that. And, you know, as educators, we go to in-services and trainings and seminars all the time. And I don't know about you, but I tend to walk out of them thinking, all right, whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, ha I had a really good friend that was involved with that program. And I heard him talk about stuff like that. I'm like, man, I just, 
I, I want to go to the, I actually want to go to this training. And I, I went to it and it just really, it really touched me. It just really, just really resonated with me. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump in with both feet on this stuff and I'm going to incorporate this in our program. And it was the freshman year. Uh, it was the summer before the freshman year that we had Isaac Likely and, and Chris Mullins and those guys. Um, and so we jumped in with both feet on that stuff. And, uh, and that, that's, that's when things really took off. And that's when the deep playoff runs and all that stuff really started. And it was, it was because of that. It's just that deeper level of, of communication, that deeper level of relationship that make letting them see that you're a person and uh, um, that what most people would see as weakness is, is actually strength. Because if, if everybody's walking around trying to be tough, that's not hard. That's not hard to do. If everybody's doing it, you're, you're trying to do what everybody else is doing. So that's really not difficult. It's what everybody else is doing. What, what's hard is doing something that's different. And so me being a little bit vulnerable with my team, that that was what was tough. <laughs> Not me yeah. looking tough. That was what was tough. Um, but it it, it uh, brought about that deeper level of trust, I think, in in and uh, just authenticity when with with, came, uh, with the kids. When you came, you know, back to your program after going through that training, and what I would imagine was a pretty big shift, you know, in some ways. What was the reception like from your players? You know, I told him, I said, guys, I, I, I was awesome. I said, I went to this training, man, it just really touched me. And I said, I walked out of this training saying, I can be a better dad. I can be a better husband. I can be a better coach. And so we're going to do some things uh, that we hadn't necessarily done in the past. And uh, I, I have faith it's going to work. And I want, I'm going to jump in both feet. And I want you to jump in with me. And I said, I hadn't led you wrong yet. I said, so let's just jump with both feet, all of us, and see what happens. And, you know, there some some of the stuff, you know, it helped. We had an athletic leadership class. Not like that was a class in their schedule um, at, at that time. We don't have that anymore. But at that time, they, they uh, all the head boys basketball coaches, Mansfield ISD taught an athletic leadership class. And the way it was, was that you took two kids from each sport as freshmen, and they went through this athletic leadership class. It was a semester class. So second semester, you get two more from each sport. And the idea was that over you know, a four-year period of all these kids have gone through this athletic leadership class as freshmen, and then they become sophomores, they become juniors and, and, and seniors, and that it's going to have a positive impact on your um, athletic program, which in turn will have a positive impact on your campus. Um, and it was great. I love it. It's the most fun class I ever taught. It lasted, I think we, we got it for three, four years. We got to do it for four years. And then uh, uh, they had to change some things up from to a block schedule and double block algebra and stuff like that because of some math scores, which I get it. I get it. Our math scores got a lot better. Um, <laughs> but I really I really missed uh, math scores went up. Leadership fun. went down, but <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It didn't. But right, it was, right. you know, it, it, it kind of, it kind of allowed us in that class to lay a foundation that those basketball guys could take back to the basketball program or the soccer guys take soccer football take football you know whatever sport they went back to and that that was the idea behind it um i can say 100 it, it was very much uh very impactful in boys basketball because i knew what was going on i was the one teaching the class and so when we had isaac likely and we had chris mullins in there and some other guys um as freshmen and they were on the varsity as freshmen. And so that just really laid a strong foundation and, and it's kind of been a blueprint for what's happened the last seven or eight years. 
I, I, I think that's one of the coolest ideas uh, that I've ever heard uh, for, for a class. And like you said, you loved it. You love teaching it. I, I, that's one of the things. So I, I've been out of the classroom now for nine years. I have a study hall here, which I don't, I don't count that as teaching and, yeah. uh, and, and basketball. So, but that's a class that I might be interested in jumping into. What was the schedule like? I mean, you taught it, but you had how many kids in it? So I guess two from every sport were in that. Two, two from every sport was was the that was the goal. It, yeah. did, it didn't always happen because you know as freshmen, athletics is double blocked, and if if you're in a uh, uh, band or something like that, that that can it, it, it you couldn't get every kid every time. It just wouldn't work in their schedule, you know, for just logistical reasons. Uh, but typically, we would have you know at least twenty in there. Um, so you got at least one kid, uh, if not two, from most of the sports. And uh, it was just, it was really, and I tell the kids at the start, this is going to be unlike any class you've ever had. And I said, it, it's going to be something that is going to be fun, uh, you're going to enjoy, and you're going to grow from. And that's, that's, that's the goal. And uh, um, it, was, it was really accepted on, on our campus in, in a positive way. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that, that I that kind of let people know that the class existed is we had what we call Tim Review Affirmations. And every so often, those kids in that class, I do this with my program now, uh, every so often we'll write uh, to someone on campus that has had a positive impact on us. And we, you know, basically pay a little gratitude to them and, and tell them how they've impacted us and why it impacted us. And, and, and thank you for that. And then you know, the kids would turn those into me and I'd read them and I'd go put them in the teacher mailboxes. So whenever the teacher went around to their mailbox, they pulled this out and, and uh, you know, it, it was a real positive thing. It's, it's, it's uh, I remember one time I, I was walking down the hallway and this one teacher comes up, she's shaking this paper at me and I look on her face. I thought she was mad. Is, is this you? Is this you? I said, well, yeah, that's her athletic leadership class and affirmation. I said, I, I said, I proofread them all. Is, is something wrong? What's on there? She's like, no, no, no. And then she, she started to cry. She, she said, you have no idea how much I needed to hear this. Wow. And she, had, she and her family had had some issues going on and stuff like that. She says, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that I was doing something right. Mm. You know, and I went back to the kids and I tell that story on my basketball team every year that you don't know yeah. what everyone else is going through. A lot of us are really good at putting up a front and making you think everything is just fine. When in reality... You know, there's stuff going on that's not just fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just just paying someone a little bit of gratitude and saying thank you, uh, that that might be a difference maker for someone in, in their day and what they got going on in the world. How often do you do that with your team? Uh, we try and do it at least once every six weeks, um, you know, just, just to, uh, again, it, what I like about it is it makes the kids think differently. Yeah. You know, um, I, I we, we call it having the blinders on. So many times they got the headphones on, they're looking at their phone. You may as well have the blinders on right here because you don't see anything outside of what's right here. You know, you got to take the blinders off, and there's a whole world going on out here. <laughs> you know, take take the blinders off and, uh, you know, think about someone that's done something positive for you, has had a positive impact on you. And then if, if you haven't thanked them, I want you to, and this this is big too. I said it's easy to go up and talk to someone, but it means a lot more to me if you write it down because it 
know, it's funny as teachers at the end of your school year, right? You, you have to take everything off your wall, right? You got to clean out your classroom and all that. At least we do. You got to clean out your classroom and all that stuff. And you come back the next school year, you know, you might be in a different room or in the same room and you put all the stuff back on your walls. It's amazing to me how many times I will walk in a teacher's classroom and there's three or four or six or eight or 10 of those affirmations on the wall. And I know they take them down at the end of every school year. So they're putting them back up and start the next school year because it means something to them. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.